0: Up nerds and now, back by popular demand, it's time for the top five list.
1: All right, and we are here with our best friend's very special Halloween spooky episode. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So this top five list is our top five horror films, and I'm just going to do a preemptive strike here that um. I'm pretty confident Johnny is going to be giving me shit for my list. He's like, hey, Chris, those aren't scary. Uh, They were scary to me. Chris actually uh, got
2: really upset when my good friend Elvis stuck up for me and argued that
1: Robocop was dead, so how could he be a cyborg? No, 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 no. I never said dead, dude. I said he was a cyborg. He was not a robot. Elvis... Stuck out for me. And yeah, said but, that then, he to- but then, but then you are leaving out too that Elvis did research and said, "Hey Johnny, uh, yeah, my research uh, brought what? back evidence that Chris is right." We're not talking about that part, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number five on my to destroy you horror list is nineteen seventy five movie Jaws. We're doing horror movies, Chris. So this is my thing. So the shark does not fully appear in the movie until one hour and uh, 21 minutes into a two-hour film, which just verifies my belief that the most terrifying things are things that lurk beneath the surface. And and do you know why?
2: Because it couldn't get the fucking shark working.
1: And that's why they had to... uh... To this day, whenever I step foot into the ocean, I hear, But you know what's even worse? dude i've heard that when i've gone into a lake a a swimming pool (laughs) awesome movie i would not put that in the
2: um horror movie category oh you're an idiot my number five top horror movie would be um just because it was so much
1: fun scream you know what scream i'm not a full disclosure i am not a horror fan i just I don't like being scared. I have an overactive imagination. So the residual effects of horror movies last for weeks. Like Scream, I liked a lot. I thought it was like an interesting play on the genre and all these things that, you know, when they list it out, like yep. what happens in a horror, you're like, holy shit, that's true. Yeah,
2: it was great. It was very clever. It had a surprise twist at the end. Everything you want in a horror movie. Yep. And let me tell you, I, I didn't always like horror movies either. In fact, when um, when I was dating my wife Nikki, and when we got engaged and she moved into the house, before we were married, so we were living in sin. Um, I like you much better now. <laughs> she uh, so I remember my friends coming over, and this is when you still displayed all of your DVDs like on the rack, like you used to do with your CDs. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one of my friends going like, "Oh my God, Johnny." that's hilarious because i can clearly see your and nikki's movies I, I, you know you i can see the friday the 13th all of the all of the horror movies i can see obviously those are yours johnny and i, and I was like i gotta stop you right now those are all nikki's nikki was obsessed with horror movies and um, but if you want to see corky romano or the notebook that one's mine right there <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that's pretty lame
2: i was was definitely more of a comedy i'm still more of a a comedy but i do love horror movies now and it's something that i bond with with my wife so and kids the kids
1: are into it now too so yeah that's rough Yikes. so my next entry what um, number is that chris that would be number four i have them labeled dick yes Johnny already gave me shit about this, so I'm gonna be waiting for it to come. Uh, it's the 1987 album, The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Okay, that is not a horror movie. It's it's
2: an awesome movie, but I mean, what what scared you most? If if both of the Corys were gonna kiss or not?
1: <laughs> so, I'm not gonna justify my list to you, asshole. Great. We're recording underneath the uh, John Wayne airport. <laughs> so, actually, during my research of this uh, this entry, I did not know that the original script, that the vampires were actually supposed to be young, like 11 years old. That would have been so much scarier. I know. Like, And I read that and was like, dude, that would have been cool. Because, I mean, The Lost Boys is referenced to Peter Pan and yeah. his whole crew of young Orphan Kids, that would have been a cooler, creepier film if all the vampires were like 11. Hollywood would should am- redo that that, that. that would be amazing. But uh, yeah. So anyway, and you brought up The Corys. The Last Boys was the first movie that Corey Haim and Corey Feldman starred in together.
2: And they went on the roller coaster from there with Dream a Little Dream
1: and... <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> Corey Feldman thought he was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, that was rough. That Co- was rough. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, coming into my number four, because I have real horror movies, uh, Cabin Fever. You know what? I
1: actually, I like Cabin Fever.
2: It is one of the best cult films of all time. It's It's got the whole, like, when they pull into the liquor store and the kid... That does the karate kick for no fucking reason at all. Where they do it like slow motion. They show them doing like a roundhouse. You're just like, what the hell? It's it's definitely a, a what the hell is going on movie. And yeah. it's awesome.
1: No, I liked it. I did like it. All right. So my number three film uh, is from the 1980 classic The Shining. A fucking brilliant horror movie, Chris. Now you're on you're so on point. this is, and I've always, I've known this for years, that Stephen King did not like how Stanley Kubrick handled the film. Um, and I guess the number one reason that he did not like it was that he felt that uh, Jack Torrance, who was portrayed by... Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. He did not have a story arc. Like You meet him and he's batshit crazy and he just gets crazier over the course of the film as opposed to how he felt he portrayed him in the novel, which was like a slow descent into madness. So, but either way. I still felt that I, I think love, you nailed it. I love Stephen King and I love Stanley Kubrick and I thought The Shining was amazing. And uh, and actually, I don't know if you've read this. So there was a sequel to The Shining that uh, Stephen King wrote recently. It came out in 2013, Dr. Sleep, because he got tired of people asking him, like, hey, whatever happened to Danny? Oh, yeah. So, and the thing is with Dr. Sleep, it's all program. Like, Danny is in the program. He's a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Yeah, yeah. It's a big, big program book. Well, you start screaming red rum enough times, you're gonna be in the program. Dude. And actually, hey, a little side note from doing the research for this. Red rum, when um, little Danny was using his finger, red rum, red rum, that was the actor, that kid who'd never acted before came up with using his finger to talk. That is 10 times more scary now, dude. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't that. know how to bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now we will do uh, my number three. Now I saw this movie in fifth grade and my brother was watching it and he was in eighth grade. It was the first movie that scared the shit out of me. And that would be... Terms ori- of Endearment? <laughs> the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what? <clears throat> With uh, a little-known actor at the time, Johnny Depp,
1: wasn't S- it? So I my mom has a twin, twin sister, and they had two my aunt Jerry would allow her kids to watch horror films, but she wouldn't let them watch anything that had sex in it. And my mom was just the opposite. She didn't want us watching like violent films, but she, she only didn't wanted
2: care. sex in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Something like that, Dick. OK. So whenever we would go up to Washington and hang out with my cousins, we would watch horror films that we could never watch at home. and one of them, I remember vividly watching that film, and it was during the day and was completely terrified of going to sleep that night. It's terrifying
2: dude terrifying and and the worst part. He attacks you in your dreams.
1: Oh, so dude. So you're like, so oh, it's, I cannot go to sleep. Like, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that ruined me. Ruined me. All right. So the next one on my list that I'm going to need to explain a little bit. Oh, I can't wait, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> my number two entry, 28 Days Later, which came out in 2002. Dude, I, hey, I love zombies. I'm a big George Romero fan. So. I'm a sucker for urban survival stories like Walking Dead, Dawn of the Dead, uh, 28 Days Later. I, I'm a sucker for that shit. So, with this, there are a couple reasons that I really like this. Is that one, it boggles my mind. So, Danny Boyle of uh, The Beach fame and um, Slub Dog Millionaire, he directed this based on a script by Alex Garland. I think Alex Garland, he's probably my favorite screenwriter working in uh, working in Hollywood right now. And every time I, uh, when I'm fool enough to try to write another screenplay, I'll always go back and read 28 Days Later. Because for me, that is the template for just clear and concise screenplay writing. Um, and the budget of this film was freaking $8 million. Yeah. $8 million dollars and they shut down whole portions of london to film and apparently they did this i guess danny boyle so essentially they had to beg people like please do not drive your car through here and he hired really hot women to do this because he felt that hey if a hot woman was like asked you to do something hey please don't do this (laughs) that people would be like okay yeah and it worked so that's my number two entry
2: nice Okay, my number two entry is a classic in the horror movie genre, and it's the original Texas Chainsaw
1: Massacre. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I have not seen the original.
2: I well, so, I've I was seen the say I was
1: at the premiere. I saw the fucking remake. Yeah, well, no, listen to me, bitch. I was at the premiere of uh, the remake with Jessica Biel. <laughs> Dude, okay, this is also my hey, thing. This is no, this is my, this is my theory. This is my theory. I don't think there's any difference between slasher movies and porn. It's the same setup. You're just waiting for someone to get stabbed. And, and, the, s- and the money shot? Pretty much, dude, with blood splattering. Slasher films and porn, and usually for the most part, the storylines are about as... Um, um, Believable? Yes. So I'm not a what big... You, dude, sl- I've had sex with a
2: lot of my pizza men that come over, so I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> I... And do you cut off their skin and put them on your... Uh, <laughs> you wear, them on wear your face? Wear my face yeah, yeah. or make a lamp. It's good. I. So yeah, I have not seen the original, dude. Well, that might
2: be our discussion on this episode. But we'll see it is a Halloween episode. I have a feeling by the time we're done recording all this you will have watched the movie because I'm gonna make you and maybe you'll be leaving today with the original copy. So oh I have it. I have the original You have the original and you haven't seen it?
1: Yeah yeah, I haven't seen it yet. All right, well let's get some time in there Chris because we are recording this first segment on the Halloween issue on uh, September 9th so um, it takes us a little bit. <laughs> we, we have some time. <laughs>
2: We're married and, and we're active. Uh, we're active parents. So when people say, "Why can't you guys put out more episodes?" Well, why can't you take my son to jujitsu
1: four days a week, and uh, I'll go record? Yeah, and speaking of which, I'm looking for someone to take my son to jujitsu. <laughs> Elvis, I will be calling you. <laughs> okay, our, my number one entry, um, which this film. It's amazing to me that this was made in nineteen seventy nine because it holds up. I think it's a timeless. I think it's a classic. Bambi. God damn it! I was gonna say it. <laughs> nineteen seventy nine. Alien. Love it, love it. Kind of a more of a sci fi, dude. You know what, bitch? Movie. Don't be. <sighs> Shut up! Uh, you're Shut... pretty nitpicky on a tough five, dude. List. Look at we're po- you know what? Okay, behind the scenes. Johnny will not let me adjust his volume because he's afraid that I'm going to come across sounding louder than he is. So now we're fucking popping. We're pop. I'm turning down your volume, bitch. Look at that. I'm adjusting. That popped when you spoke, Chris, just so you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I adjusted my volume too. Okay. <laughs> you- so Alien, don't give me that crap. Dude. It's sci-fi. Sci-fi. Dude,
2: <laughs> shut up. But I'll let you, <clears throat> I'll let you have it because this is not your strong point.
1: What? It's not my strong point. The uh, horror movie genre. Dude, shut up. I know horror movies. <laughs> I just don't like them. It's like all the sex movies my wife knows about, and she doesn't perform them. Because <laughs> she, <knows, laughs> she knows you like them. Uh, so there are two things that I learned about this film. One, when the screenwriter Dan O'Bannon pitched this in Hollywood, he pitched it as Jaws in Space. Which, Which, again, isn't a horror movie either, but go on. <laughs> Chris, they, he was
2: a robot. <laughs>
1: uh, and then the scene where the monster comes out of John Hurt's chest. Yes. The actors did not know that that was going to happen. All they knew in the screenplay, it said, the thing emerges. And Sigourney Weaver has given interviews where she's like, you know what, in hindsight... We probably should have had a clue because the whole crew was wearing raincoats. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought that's that, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I, alien, that's my number one, and I'm sticking to it. And you actually like alien better than
2: aliens.
1: Yes, I think there are two kinds of people in this world. One, people who like alien better than aliens, and two, people that know that RoboCop is a cyborg <laughs> and not a robot.
2: Well, it's not called... best friends okay we're best frenemies so (laughs) there you go we
1: can disagree
2: (laughs) okay my number one is actually a uh, loosely based sequel to uh, another movie and that would be The Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie have you seen it Chris? yes I have seen it and it is I um, fucking love it it's super dark super violent Um, Sherry Moon Zombie is very hot in it, which is Rob's wife, and, uh, it's got a clown in it, and the ending is a great homage to, uh, to all of the classic, like, Bonnie and Clyde style movies, and it also has uh, Freebird playing along with it,
1: with the end. The movie made me want to take a shower immediately after (laughs) watching it. It was awesome. So there you have it. That's our top five
2: horror movies list.
1: On our very special Halloween episode.
2: Spooky edition. Jerry's not like any time I've ever been in before. People die or disappear six times the national average. And that's just grown-ups. Kids are worse. Way, way worse. We all float down here. I saw something. There was this... Clown.
0: Yeah, I saw him too. It's all connected by the sewers.
1: That's where it lives.
2: Okay, well, um, truth be told, we actually uh, did our horror movie list, I would say, uh, about three weeks ago, before uh, it came out, so we actually have all seen the film. Chris was a little reluctant at first to see it. I don't
1: like horror movies.
2: I'm going to say scared, so we brought in a horror movie expert, who happens to be my demon seed, Donnie Darko, eight years old.
1: Really? And that's funny, because, Donnie, I, I seem to recall you just telling me ten minutes ago you were nine.
0: Well, well, I just like telling people I'm nine, because all my friends are nine.
1: No, okay, I get it. He's got older friends, dude. I, dude, I got it. He just wants to be part of. Cool. So, um, yeah, I w- I'm going to be honest. I was a little reluctant to go see the movie It, because... Um, I tend to get freaked out by horror films, so when I found out that an 8-year-old was going and really loved it, um, it raised my competitive spirits. (laughs) Well, Donovan is not a
2: normal 8-year-old. At 3 years old, we were on vacation, and he watched Evil Dead 2 with his grandpa, and he was already about three-quarters of the way into it when I came in seeing that he was watching Evil Dead 2.
1: Did you stop that, or did you just push him out of the way so you had a better view of the television?
2: Well, it was part where like, where like a skeleton was going after. It was a good scene. I just
1: <laughs> sat down and watched it with him. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." Uh, so, Donnie, I have. What did you think? Let's start out. What did you think of the film?
0: I thought it was good because it was like a mix of Stranger Things and Stand by Me.
1: That's strange, fair.
2: Stranger Things came by me.
1: That's fair. Um, was there a favorite part of the film for you?
2: Probably,
0: like when it, like when Pennywise was in the sewers. I guess.
1: So my question for you is: Were you scared when no. the kid? Well hold on, let me ask a question, yeah? When the kids went into the house, did that freak you out?
0: No, it didn't at
1: uh, all. Um, yeah, that that didn't freak me out either. Okay. We, we took him on opening weekend.
2: <laughs> and uh, so all of the high school girls were sitting behind us just screaming every time. And uh, he got to experience what it's like to see a horror movie on opening weekend. Had a, a, had a clap and scream and yell at the screen.
1: So, did you turn around in your seat and go, hey, girls, I'm 13? (laughs) No. You should have. (laughs) Why? You'll know later. Uh, All right. So, first of all, I just want to say that um, I'm not a fan of clowns. All right. So, that was a check.
2: Clowns scare the shit out of me, too, Chris.
1: Dude, I even wrote a comic book called Robot Clown Mob. Poop out of me forgot my subway oh, Dude, we got a kid here, dude. Come on. My bad. I mean, you did take him to a rated R film, but whatever, dude. Um, so I don't like clowns. Um, and I think the atmosphere of the film was just really dirty and dark. And man, I mean, I know. And it's funny, too, because someone who watched, someone I work with, saw the film and they were talking about some of the jokes and like one liners. And, dude, some of it, though, was, like, done in a scene where it's, like, I'm totally freaked out. And I'm not laughing at the joke because it's, like, dude, shit's going to go down here. I mean, Pooh's going to go down here. Uh, So, I couldn't even enjoy, like, the little, like, one-liners because I knew that there was this ominous freaking clown. You
2: had to be on edge.
1: Waiting to freak me out. Like, the scene, okay, I mean, I don't want to do any spoilers. The scene where Beverly... um,
2: is in the bathroom.
1: Yes, and she turns around, and freaking Pennywise is there,
2: dude. I jumped. That was a good. That was a good uh, scare scene in the movie. You know what I loved about it, though? I loved, kind of like in in echoing of a Stand By Me. There's not really a lot of adults in the movie, and when you go in that time period, I I got news for you guys. Our parents weren't around. Like, we didn't have adults in our life. We would go play and when when the street lights came on we would come home in the 70s and 80s
1: oh no i was absolutely our generation totally gone like my parents never knew where i was we would be arrested if we did that with our kids if i was just like donovan we we'll yeah. go hang out yeah whatever dude you have
2: jiu jitsu today try and make it okay <sighs> bye
1: <laughs> i don't care i mean and like no phone, cell phones like i mean i'll be honest dude i track my kid on a cell phone i can track him so I know where he is at all times. My parents, for one, they couldn't do that. Second, I don't even think they cared. I don't even think they cared. Hey, and we turned out great. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing with it, um, so the book came out, the seminal Stephen King novel came out in 1986. I'm going to be totally honest about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm just now in the process of reading it. And by reading it, I mean listening to it on audio
2: It's a giant book.
1: It's a big book. Uh, But in the 1990s, it was a made-for-TV miniseries.
2: Yeah, Donovan's seen that one, too.
1: Oh, really? You saw that one? Yeah. Did you like that one?
0: Yeah, but it wasn't as cool as the new one.
1: I agree with you. At the time, though, dude, the miniseries one, and this is for television, so it couldn't have been like that bad. It freaked the shit out of me.
2: And Tim Curry as Pennywise the clown. I mean, oh, he, he killed it. I didn't. You know, what? I was very, very impressed
1: with the new actor because that's some big, <laughs> some big shoes to fill. Boom, boom, <laughs> <laughs> yay! Uh, no, it. Uh, so in the time that miniseries, and there's one scene to this day. I don't even remember that miniseries that well but there's the scene when they're looking at the postcard and it comes to life and pennywise is like coming down the street like with the carnival and dancing around yeah. and then all of a sudden he sees the kids looking at him <laughs> yeah it starts and coming he, at him yeah and he points and he starts running and he comes out of the postcard that still kind of gives me chills it just gave me chills right now yeah kind of freaked me out but then times that
2: by a million when they're watching the the film in the garage
1: Yeah, you know what, and it's funny too, because so the time period, so in the book, the kids, like that's all going down in like 1958. So in the film, they push it forward to like 1985. So it's like really our time period. It'd be like us.
2: It's for us to reminisce now about and get all the feels.
1: Yes. And I remember like we'd have the slideshows, like with that (laughs) little (laughs) Indian guides, bro. (laughs) 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 so when it was doing that and freaking pennywise's face came from underneath the hair yeah that was which that 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 part didn't freak you out donovan
0: no nothing freaked me out
1: really yeah me either
2: donovan used the the 1980 what 87 uh tv movie
1: i think it was 1990
2: Okay, well, he used that as leverage with mom to take him to it, because he... <laughs> she's so like, he
1: watched that one first. He watched, is,
2: he had me get it for him. Mm-hmm. Watched it first, loved it. Watched it by himself, by the way. And then um, when the movie was getting closer to come out, and he'd say, Mom, well, we gotta go, we gotta go. And she said, you know, it's a rated R movie, you can't. He goes, have you even seen the made-for-TV movie yet? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, I have, so I'm going. You should go watch that before...
1: You should do your research, mom.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, that was well played, Donovan."
1: You got well, it worked. Got a ticket. Got
2: nicey. So you?
1: So that night, you didn't go like sleep in your parents' bed because you were freaked out. No. He comes in our bed pretty much every night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no punching your dad yeah, during no. the podcast. Whoa! Hey, hey, Don. <laughs> Keep
2: your toy down, Donovan. Please. Uh. Anything else you want to say about it before we uh, we let you go? Because we have a strict time limit on guests. Because it's all about me and Chris.
1: It is. Uh, it's not called Best Frenemies and Best Frenemies Kids. Yeah.
0: Well, I also like the scene where, like, the TV's on. And then they're like, uh, the kids start screaming, you'll float too. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Oh, damn.
0: And, yeah. and then he.
2: It, it scares me more when he says
1: it, Chris.
0: <laughs> Go on. No, that's all.
2: That's all?
1: Yeah, that was a freaky scene. So, are you excited for the second one that's going to come out?
2: Is this. The, they're
1: making another one. So, the adults, uh-huh. the, the kids will be grown up, which I'm a little concerned with because you got really attached to the kids. So now they're just going to jump forward to like adults. Yeah, but think they did such a good, good job casting the kids and
2: so many stars like were writing rave reviews about the movie that I think they're going to get an
1: A-list casting. I hope so. I hope so. I got high hopes.
2: Yeah, so it's um, eight-year-old approved. I really recommend Eight not year taking your, uh, your eight-year-olds to it. Donna, Donnie Darko is a little bit different than your average kid. Careful what you wish for in life when you say, I hope I have a child just like me one day. Oh, dude, I can't wait
1: until <laughs> he's in high
2: school. Oh, yeah. But uh, Donnie Darko, I'm going to have you uh, take your toy and get out of here so the adults can talk. So. Take your toy.
1: <laughs> uh, that's a really, that's a nice chainsaw. Do you think that's age appropriate?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Bye, love bug. Bye. Okay, now that he's gone, Chris, fire away with a question.
1: So, um, you really think it was a good idea taking an eight-year-old to it?
2: I really didn't have a choice. He, you know, he, uh, he was very. Very well premeditated with having me get him
1: the made-for-TV movie. Um, Really? So you you couldn't have said um, no? You've met my kid, right? (laughs) So when are you planning on taking him to his first brothel? He's got to be able to finish a pack of cigarettes first before that (laughs) (laughs) happens. So full disclosure, I mean, I'm kind of giving Johnny crap right now, but um, I tried to convince my son to go to it like after you told me you took donnie and he wasn't freaked out i was like hey jackson hey come come to it with me i mean your mama won't see it but come with me Ooh, no papa that's not age appropriate <laughs> i'm like oh, jerk jackson's a good boy he is a good boy he's way better than you and me <laughs> he's more mature than you and me uh you know what actually it wasn't that scary I mean, I think they put more attention onto the camaraderie between the kids. It was,
2: the, the, what I loved, is, it was a, um, it was a collaboration of the Island of the Misfits and together they were strong is the message that the movie had because, uh, you know, the elk always gets picked off from the herd, but as, as together they're strong and I, and I dug that about the movie and, and as far as a horror movie goes, I mean, it was, it was genius.
1: No, it was... Uh, so, <clears throat> the first review we got was from Nick the Tooth. Um, he, he
2: loved it. So, he, you needed to it again tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah, he... I mean, I recall him saying that it was might be his favorite horror film.
2: It's up there with me, too.
1: I mean, it was pretty good.
2: But, you know, we can't all include Jaws as a horror film.
1: Dude, you motherfuckers. That's... Enough.
2: Hey, Chris, is uh, Sound of Music one of your favorite <laughs> horror films because they have Nazis in it? Nazis are scary. <laughs>
1: you know what, Johnny? Every once in a while, you're kind of fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I feel like I need to see It a second time because I think I missed a lot. I oh. think I missed stuff.
2: Well, I know some people that can find it on the interweb for you, so you just might be le- leaving with uh, It today.
1: Oh, you, you're... you're um, Unnamed friend who. Um, he surfs the dark net. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you need, buddy. Oh, sweet. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, I recommend it. I too recommend it. With your eight year old. And, and Donnie Darko approved. <laughs>
2: and uh, yeah, please don't take your children to see it, by the way. I left alone.
0: My mind was blank.
2: Chris, what's the uh, what do all good horror movies have in common?
1: The slutty chick dies in the beginning.
2: <laughs> Besides that, then I don't know. They all have a kick-ass
1: metal soundtrack.
2: Oh yes,
1: that's my second guess.
2: So on our um, spooky edition that we're getting out to you like two days before Halloween, uh, we wanted to do, we wanted to watch a movie. And we were going to do a horror movie, but we just said, you know what, let's, let's go right to the source. And we picked a documentary by Sam Dunn, I believe, and it's called Metal, A Headbanger's Journey. You can, uh, you can get this on Netflix. It's pretty much the definitive documentary on metal and all the genres.
1: This guy he- loves metal music.
2: He's the nerd. He's the he's the best frenemies of heavy metal. If there was
1: <laughs> if there was a Comic-Con for metalheads, he would be there every year.
2: Well, apparently there's one that looked like that in Germany that lasts for like 4
1: days. Yeah. Yeah. I think <clears throat> there was a lot of drugs and alcohol and uh, mayhem going on there, which well, okay, that sums up hey, Comic Con. Mayhem was playing there too. So, <laughs> all right, first of all, so I wanted to go through. This guy had has subgenres of metal. He broke it all down with like a great chart. So, which
2: which this movie was so good that VH1 gave him his own series, where he actually every episode was on
1: a genre that he makes a giant family tree of metal um in the movie and this is the breakdown early metal original hard rock shock rock early punk power metal new wave of british heavy metal progressive metal glam metal pop metal do metal original hardcore thrash metal first wave of black metal norwegian black metal grid core or excuse grind core chris (laughs) i pronounce it grid (laughs) uh grind core death metal (laughs) swedish death metal goth metal metalcore grunge industrial metal hold hard alternative new metal new wave of american metal yeesh so all right so on these breakdown and i looked through this list obviously i gravitate toward the grunge that's just me you know (laughs) alice in chains stuck in the 90s yes for sure
2: you literally are a man trapped inside a box (laughs) (laughs)
1: buried in my shit see what i did uh i also like the thrash metal which metallica slayer yeah the san francisco scene and but so this is my this is my criticism though he has kiss in shock metal i'm gonna argue that kiss should be in glam metal well you got to understand that kiss when they came
2: out, they, you know, their parents that were afraid, they, they're along the lines of, of one of the Godfathers, like without, without kiss, there wouldn't be Slipknot. And they're one of the forefathers of shock rock. So was Alice Cooper. So, and King diamond.
1: When I was in, I God it was, I had to have been first grade. Cause I moved to Utah when I was in second. I remember this vividly in first grade kids at school told me, do you know what KISS stands for?
2: Oh, Knights in Satan's Service, yes. buddy.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. I was totally... Fr- I was like, they worship Satan? Oh, like, do, you, do you know what uh, ACDC stands for, Chris? Uh, What's that? Antichrist, devil's children. Or how about... <laughs> or the worst. Do you know what WASP stands for? Is that is that white
2: Anglo-Saxon Protestant? <laughs> no.
1: We are sexually perverted. Oh, theirs is much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I re- in Utah, that was the worst thing. Like wasp dance for we are sexually perverted. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, oh, "No." What was oh, was this the PMRC that started
2: naming um all this?
1: Man, I don't know. Bit old Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore. Oh yeah, and they go into that and like the whole twisted sister oh, D Snyder. That was
2: genius because he baited them so bad because he had his speech in his back pocket. And then he like acted like the, the metalhead in the back of class where he pulled his speech out and it was all wrinkled and he's <laughs> smoothing it out on the counter on
1: purpose. It, you know, but the thing, I saw another interview with him. Or maybe it was on Howard Stern, I can't remember. But he talks about that testimony ruined his career uh, for Twisted Sister. Because he talks about, hey, I was... Born Christian, I you know, blah 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 and so all these metal hits were like yeah. hold on, what? Yeah. Like screw twisted sister. So he attributes that to his demise as a front man for Twisted Sister, but I don't know, whatever. That and his ego. He said at the time
2: he was so ego driven and you know. Yeah. So anyway. Let's getting back to so Sandun, he uh He, university kid, right? Studied anthropology, I believe. I thought it was sociology. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Grindhouse. Just because you went to college, Chris, whatever. (laughs) Grindhouse, gridhouse, whatever. (laughs) Grid core. (laughs) (laughs) So so he is smart. But he was always like the metal kid nerd. (laughs) And even at the beginning of the movie, you see like, okay, this is the director and narrator of the film. And then what's he do to like to start off the movie? They have him in the crowd and he starts whipping his head like Jason Newstead style. Like, and you're like, and this is the guy that's going to take me on my journey right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, dude, at least you knew that you were following someone who knew the landscape. I yeah. mean, he could take you. So, no, I think that he was a good uh, Sherpa. Yes.
2: But, um, did you say you had a problem with some of the genres, though? Like, uh, you were trying to talk shit on my hair metal mean, the, when you saw the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> they go into the glam rock. So, the hair metal glam. I, dude. Did, choose and, your words wisely right now, Chris. Dude, <laughs> you know what? So, it was... Uh, oh, man. Who was the... Dude, I'm totally having a brain fart. Was it
2: poison that you had a problem no, with? No, no. Leppard.
1: dude i'm seriously motley crue lead singer
2: vince neal vince neal
1: you know i almost said vince young i knew it wasn't (laughs) vince young so vince neal is explaining their decision to wear lace and you're listening to him and you're going i know in his mind this sounds logical (laughs) dude i'm i was shaking my head like at what point were you like, Oh yeah, no. So we did leather for this album. So this next album, we wanted to all wear lace and it was just like, duh. (laughs) Chris cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) And
2: that album that you're talking about, they wrote home sweet home on it. So (laughs) I'm sorry. I just give Vince a pass. (laughs) 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 All right, moving on. Okay. Uh, My favorite part of the movie that they, uh, after the metal festival, well, during the metal festival, he gets to meet... Do you know the, the the group that he met? It was Mayhem, wasn't it? It was
1: Mayhem. So, this is the thing about Mayhem. So, they are, I guess, a, a Norwegian black metal band. They're in that genre. Famous for... So, in 1991, their lead singer called Dead. That yeah. was his name, Dead. Uh, he committed suicide, and he left... His suicide note reads, excuse all the blood. Cheers. He <laughs> shot his head off with a shotgun.
2: So I don't think anyone said, I didn't see it coming when <laughs> dead killed himself.
1: So, But no, it gets worse. So instead of immediately notifying the authorities, right. one of the band members went down to the local corner store and bought a disposable camera, came back and took pictures. They have a bootleg album that, that one of the pictures is the album cover. Po- Posing by the corpse. Oh, actually, I didn't even read that part. I didn't see it. They had a link where I could click to go see In it. and own, I didn't, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Didn't want it. So there were rumors that they also, the band member, picked up portions of his brain and made a stew out of it. That is true, too. Well, the rumors. But then, see, so, well, I don't know if that was confirmed as true, but the part that was confirmed was that they put took portions of his skull and made necklaces for the surviving band members. They
2: all have necklaces made out of his skull. Which
1: is true. That
2: is 100% true. I
1: mean, these guys, to me, are, I mean... Pretty evil. Dude, that's freaking gnarly.
2: (laughs) And there was a disclaimer that he says uh, before the interview takes place. Because, first of all, he was told, mayhem want to do an interview with you, but they want you to drink with them as you do the interview. And so he's like, ugh. he's like, okay, I just wanna tell you that it gets very uncomfortable and goes very wrong really quick.
1: During the interview, I mean, he's telling the interviewer like, Fuck you, I don't care, fuck you. Like I mean And he's like, Well people are saying and he's like, What the people? You tell them
2: I said the fuck off. What the people? Like and you're like, Whoa, dude, I
1: don't wanna be here. I felt bad for him in the interview. Dude, yeah, it was that was a rough interview. That was a rough like I mean, I know like bands, like heavy metal bands, try to put out this persona of like really being hardcore and not giving a fuck, and no, these guys really don't.
2: Yeah, and then there was uh, the there. There's a movie coming out with Macaulay Culkin's uh, little one of his little brothers playing. It's called Lords of Chaos, and it's about another black metal Norwegian band that ber- was famous for burning down all the churches. And I believe, uh, I believe it's going to be a major motion picture of this gnarly, gnarly uh, black metal band.
1: Hmm. Well, we'll go see it, and we'll review that on Best Friendies. Ooh, I cannot wait.
2: Um, anything else about the movie that you? Uh,
1: um,
2: I mean, it's really cool. And let me also say a disclaimer: you don't have to like metal to like this. the the the, the characters that come across the scene are so funny. And so out there that it's enjoyable, even if you don't like that genre.
1: Um, and I love that um, Gene Simmons was um, given shit throughout the documentary.
2: Yeah. yeah. I like, uh, there's a lot of uh, Dio in it. Yeah, he and was he's hilarious. And he's such a tiny little guy, dude.
1: <laughs> and that's coming from Johnny and <laughs> that's me. Coming,
2: yeah, dude. He like holds his sword at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Sword's bigger than him. It was, it was probably like me holding a sword. I shouldn't laugh, but. Yeah, he was funny. Uh, he was good. He and was he was really... explaining the devil horns came from his uh, little tiny Italian grandma. Yeah. And that was just to ward off evil eyes, or you could give the evil eyes back by making the horns at people. And yeah. it, it, it came from a little tiny... Uh, a... So next time you think you're all badass doing a devil horns, just know that came from Dio's uh, little Italian grandma. <laughs> uh,
1: I like the documentary. Um...
2: Once again, it's called Metal, A Headbanger's Journey by Sam Dunn, and you can get... Uh, You can order it on Netflix. Word. All right. Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween.
2: Okay, we're back. Uh take 2, Chris. <laughs> literally, I told Chris like I'm going to I'm going to start out with this and then you're going to do this and uh, I did the complete opposite and
1: we had <laughs> to start over. I think we should do outtakes.
2: Yeah. A lot of people want a uh, a YouTube channel and I was I was saying uh if we had a YouTube channel, it would you would literally see Chris and I in 30 different t-shirts cuz we don't get to to really do this all in one sitting, truth I, be told. I've got 10 minutes. <laughs> I've got 10 minutes. Let's record. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said I was getting groceries. <laughs> Hit the record button. It's kind of like how I do jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu too. I'm going to go pick up some milk for an hour and a half. I'll
1: be back. <laughs> I'll be back. Wow, you're you're sweating. You're wearing your gi. <laughs> big line. Big line.
2: Okay, so um, my recommendation for the Halloween, because I wanted to... Chris, uh, why, wait, first of all, why can't a uh, ghost get other ghosts pregnant?
1: Oh, God, this is going to be horrible. Because, I don't know.
2: Because they have a Halloweenie. <laughs> Boo. Nailed it. <laughs> and, okay. So, um, <laughs> um, if you go on Netflix, because I wanted to do some Halloween-related, and uh, two movies that are hilarious. One is Best Worst Movie, which is the documentary on... Uh, Troll 2, because there were so many, uh, unanswered questions in Troll, Troll 2 became like... A, I can imagine there were a lot of <laughs> unanswered questions. Well, it, it, it gained cult status as the worst horror movie of all time. Now, when the child star of the film, who he actually, the way he saw the movie is, it was under his Christmas tree on VHS tape, because that's where the movie went after they filmed it straight to VHS. And, uh... He watched it once and was totally bummed on how bad the movie was. Put it out of his mind, cut to him as an adult. And uh, I think during the MySpace days, it was like voted best. Like he had this huge cult following. Everyone always listed it as one of their favorite movies. So he realized, hey, I think uh, I think we got a, a story here. And he ended up getting all of the cast back together and interviewing them about the, uh, the film. And it's, it's awesome. Everyone will enjoy it. It's called Best Worst. Film, I believe.
1: Hmm. I'll check that.
2: And also in, in uh Halloween spirit, uh, American movie,
1: Chris. That's you, amazing. It's amazing.
2: And you really root for the uh, the guy that it's about. He basically, you know, how much did he put like ten thousand on a credit card to make his dream horror movie?
1: I think so, Dan.
2: And it's all friends and family. I mean, you see his mom. Like, are you guys almost done? He's like, we're almost done filming the scene. <laughs>
1: You know what? And the thing is, this wasn't around back when I saw the film, but everyone, the filmmaker, the family, the friends, would all be in people of Walmart.
2: Yeah. No, and you were totally, like, rooting for him, too. By the end of the movie, you're rooting for him, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Small town boy does good. And, uh, yeah, it's hilarious. He's making a horror movie. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong on the movie. Um. So you should check it out.
1: And that name is?
2: Isn't it an American movie? Yes, it is. All right.
1: I just couldn't remember <laughs> if you said the <laughs> name yet. Yeah.
2: I didn't know if I studied for that one. Okay, Chris, what do you got? You got a book for us? Word, I, I, words?
1: I do have a book. And the reason I'm bringing this up um, is that, so it's by the author Frank Bell, whose first um, book was, <laughs> is called Crimes of Southern Indiana, and a collection of stories that I wouldn't necessarily say they're short stories i mean that are unconnected i mean they seem to have like a narrative line that connects all of them um but it, hillbilly noir amazing really gritty he his second book is called donny brook and it just was announced that it's i think the end of the month it will start production of the film which is about a Bare knuckle brawl contest in like Ooh. backwater of Indiana, and it's just meth fueled, you know, toothless hillbillies. I mean, it's just he's such an, a gritty, gritty writer. But, um, Crimes of Southern Indiana, hey, Chris, a very special book. What's this? That's a hillbilly maiden call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. That was funny. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, so that is my recommendation. You will not be disappointed.
2: Okay, and I got, and I got one more. And on the music department, we got uh, the shock rocker Marilyn Manson is back, and he went back to his roots on this, Chris.
1: He did go back to his roots, and it does not disappoint.
2: The name of the album is Heaven Upside Down. <laughs> <laughs> With you guys, did you guys can understand. He's not really. He doesn't really feel this way. You got to put it on. And you get sometimes you got to get spooky. You got to get a little freaky deaky. Get a little weird, you know? And it's Halloween. Come on, quit being a pussy. Um, it has songs like uh, Kill For Me, <laughs> Jesus Crisis, uh, the album track Heaven Upside Down, uh, Say 10, the number 10.
1: So S-A-Y 10.
2: Yeah, and that's actually, that That might be, I'm not going to spoil that song for anyone, but the, the, the chorus at the end hilarious and uh johnny depp just actually uh filmed the video with him that was just released
1: you know what i marilyn manson was on the howard stern show recently and he was talking about how he's like his best bro his bromance is with johnny depp i had no idea
2: yeah i know those guys just uh get really hammered and play music together drink absinthe and uh we're gonna leave everyone today too with uh one of my favorite tracks on the album and in the spirit of halloween and it's called
1: we know where you fucking live nice well take us out johnny
2: yeah maybe and i don't play with uh, Donnie darko in the car in the car so uh,
1: why not you take him to it
2: i know maybe maybe <laughs> next time we see you we'll we'll be jamming this all right everyone stay spooky stay weird